Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here for the Locked On Nationals podcast. Today it is Tuesday, September 29th, 2020. On today's show, this is day one of our playoff diary we're going to do here before the action has started. Uh, really excited to do this show today. Just kind of talk about the, the playoff matchups, maybe give some picks. Going to power rank all of the playoff series, the first round playoff series, 8-1 to one to say which ones I like the most, which ones I like the least. And uh, yeah, we'll give some picks in there too. So it should be fun. Day one on this playoff journey. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, here we go today on the Locked On Nationals podcast, except there really is not a whole lot of Nationals to talk about. This is day number two of the Washington Nationals offseason. But today is actually more importantly, day number one of our playoff diary and is day number one of a 2020 Major League Baseball playoffs. So um, I told you guys we're going to do this kind of playoff diary. You're going to mix it in with the um, mix it in with those positional kind of diagnostics with the Nationals talking about the players from the Nats, how they did the season, uh, whether they're coming back or not, and kind of their impacts on the team moving forward. So today, though, you know, it, it almost feels like it's a um, – it's a new season. You know, it feels like it's a new beginning. I mean, the the Major League Baseball season, they got through it, and now they're going to try out these three-round playoffs. And uh, for my money, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be pretty crazy. Um, I think it's going to be exciting, and I think that we're really going to enjoy a lot of what we see. And also, too, you know, it's not like it's a 162-game season coming down here to just three games. It's a 60-game season. I think it's fair that these are three-game playoff series. I think anything that happens here is all fair game. And it's also a legitimate season, too. And I just think um, all of us should be really thrilled about the playoff series that we're going to get. So, once again, let's go through these uh, these series. In the American League, it's your one-seed Tampa Bay Rays playing the eight-seed Toronto Blue Jays. It's your four-seed Cleveland Indians playing the five-seed New York Yankees. It is the three-seed Minnesota Twins playing the six-seed Houston Astros. And it's the two-seed Oakland A's playing the seven-seed Chicago White Sox. In the National League, it's your one-seed, the Dodgers, playing the eight-seed Brewers. In the 4-5 matchup, it's the Pod Squad. The Padres are the fourth-seed, and the St. Louis Cardinals are the five. The three-seed is the Chicago Cubs. The six-seed is the Miami Marlins. Your two-seed, the Atlanta Braves. And your seven-seed, the Cincinnati Reds. So just off, we're going to go and we're going to power rank these series and say kind of, you know, which ones in kind of off of uh, intrigue, you know, intrigue, right? What, what kind of piques our interest as fans? How do we look at these series? And I think to start off for number eight, for me personally, my eighth series that I'm looking most forward to is the Dodgers and the Milwaukee Brewers. And here's why, because I really don't have much interest in this series other than the fact that if the Dodgers lose, it would be them uh, imploding in the postseason once again. The Brewers really didn't do a whole lot for me during the regular season. Uh, not a great lineup. They had a tough time generating runs, but they did sneak their way into the playoffs in a division that ended up sending one, two, three, four teams. Uh, and the four teams that we thought were going to be the most competitive, even during the regular season when we thought it would be 162 games, those are the four teams that made it. And maybe not because of their quality, right? I, I, I'm not sure we're seeing four NL Central teams because it was a really strong division. I mean, maybe it was the deepest, 
but I don't think the National League actually lived up to a lot of our expectations this season in terms of depth. And I do think that a lot of that has to do also, too, with the, the three teams in the National League East that didn't succeed, the Mets, the Phillies, and the Nats. Them not succeeding made for a much uh, less competitive division. And the National League, too, I mean, the Giants were interesting, but that was not a really competitive roster. And so the the Padres were a great surprise, but the you know in a in a league where the Reds feel dangerous as a seven seed, but I'm not really you know I'm not sure we're really sold on their quality. So I think that you know that allowed teams like the Brewers and we, we knew some sub 500 groups would make it to the playoffs. Maybe maybe a sub 500 group would make it, but to be honest with you, I mean you look across in the American League, 32 wins was a threat the threshold you had to hit to make the playoffs, and uh, and I. I mean, that was much more competitive um, than the, than the National League, where you know the Brewers got in with 29 wins, and it's not a, a wide margin, you know, competitiveness. I mean, but but three games better in the in the American League. I mean, it just kind of speaks to how deep that league ended up being this year. And um, once again, barring an Ast- I mean, barring a Dodgers just complete meltdown, that's very possible in a three-game series. I just think that they're the stronger team. I don't think it's that close. I think that this first round, this is not where they collapse. So that's kind of the series I am least interested in um, as we head in now to the, the 2020 playoffs. That series does not do the the most for me. The next series that I care least about, the, the, the series I'm going to put at number seven, is going to be the Toronto and the Tampa series. I think Tampa is a much stronger team. Toronto has been fun so far this year, but I think Tampa is a is a better squad. And also, too, just storyline-wise, I mean, these teams already played 10 times this year. So I'm not really jazzed for that matchup. It's, it's not something that's new. It's the only series that we're going to run back from this past season. So, you know, we have a lot of newness arrest, arrest the, in the rest of the playoffs. There's not much newness here. So I think because of that, I'm going to put this series at number uh, at number seven for me. Now, I do think that this one's got more potential for an upset than the 1-8 uh, in the Milwaukee and, and Dodgers series. I think Tampa and Toronto is a much more likely series to provide us with an upset. I think um, it's much more likely than, than the Dodgers and the Brewers. Number six for me is going to be the Twins. And the Astros. The Astros make the playoffs with a sub-500 record. They still have a lot of the playoff experience, but for me, the Twins are the much more exciting team. But I don't think there's a whole lot that gets me jazzed about this series. And I love the Twins. I'm actually a a pro-Twins guy. I'll I'll say it now. The Locked On Nationals podcast is adopting the Minnesota Twins as our playoff team in 2020, just to support our good friend Nash Walker. We're doing this because... I went to the same university as Nash Walker. I worked very close with him. He's been on this podcast. We are fans of him. The Twins are fun. So we are adopting the Minnesota Twins as our playoff team. But, I mean, yeah, for the Nationals fans, maybe it's interesting to see the Astros. uh, But I'm much less interested in this Astros iteration, especially with no fans. I want to see them lose, yes, but, I mean, it's the Twins. It's not like it's a... you know, it's not like it's a, a sexy group. You know, we want to see kind of overcome the Astros, right? It's not like, uh, you know, if it was Toronto, uh, Toronto against Houston, we'd be like, come on, young, 
upstart Houston, you know, a young upstart Toronto Blue Jays beat the Astros, but no, it's the Twins. Uh, I like the Twins in this series, so you know, I think this is just kind of a it's a nice series. It's a it's a good competitive one with two strong American League teams. One much you know one had a better season, much more so than the Twins, and the Astros bring the pedigree. So I think there is some interest there, but not as much for me as there is in other series. Which brings me to number five. And for number five, for my money, it is going to be the A's and the White Sox. The White Sox are all the intrigue in the story. Also, I think, I mean, this is not to dis, you know to discredit the A's, but the A's have been good for a while. Like, we know the A's are always going to put together really good seasons. We know it's a well-run, well-built organization. And I think it's going to be cool to see them take on this team in the White Sox that burst onto the scene and then had some, not attrition towards the end of the season, but were beat out by the two more experienced groups in their in their division. And the Twins and the Indians ended up showing their quality and getting the edge in the end to get themselves those higher seeds. Um, the White Sox ended up just tying I mean, in the very end. It was, it was very close, but they ended up 2-8 and eight in their last 10 games. Meanwhile, the Indians went eight and two, and the Twins went six and four in their last ten. And the Twins just kind of put together six and fours the entire season. That that was kind of the big story for the Twins on the year. Also, one more note: I just want to touch back on that Astros series really quickly. Um, the Twins are twenty-four and seven at home. The Astros are nine and twenty-three on the road. So I think that's another reason that series is not as interesting. But back to this one. Yeah, I'm excited to see the White Sox. And actually, here's your Nationals note of the day. I said I'd make a Nationals note. Um, Jesus Lazardo against Lucas Giolito is a battle of two former Nationals pitchers. And I think Mark Zuckerman had a funny tweet where he said, Nationals fans, will you be watching Jesus Lazardo against Lucas Giolito? Or will you be watching highlights of Sean Doolittle and Adam Eaton? And Doolittle obviously was in a deal uh, with Ryan Madsen. That is where the Nationals sent over Jesus Lazardo to the A's. And then also the other deal being Lucas Giolito was involved with the Adam Eaton trade. So uh, that is interesting that those two guys are going in game one. So there's some intrigue there for Nats fans. But um, this series in general, I think the A's... I would give them the advantage because the quality of baseball they have been playing as of late has not as been as, as poor. And once again, I do think uh, how you are playing coming into the playoffs does matter a lot. And that two and eight finish for the White Sox does give you a bit of pause when you look at them, but um, somewhat intriguing number five doesn't, doesn't mean it's a, it's a completely worthless series in my opinion, but not my favorite. All right, I'll do my top four in my playoff series power rankings when we return. Before we go, I want to let you guys know that today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for pro mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are always reliably low. rockauto.com offers the lowest possible prices rather than charging based off what the market will bear like airlines do. rockauto.com is also for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Best of all, once again, Rock Auto's prices are reliably low. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know what we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com All right, time for your top four now in the playoff series intrigue 
Power Rankings, my number fourth most uh, interesting series, in my opinion, is going to be the Padres and the Cardinals. The Cardinals were, I, t- I guess, the one thing with the Cardinals is why they're not really interesting to me is because they just played so many games in such a short period of time that it just seemed that the Cardinals were always playing doubleheaders. I think they ended up playing 10 of them this season. And they get into the playoffs at 31-29. They get that five seed. But really, for me, it's it's the Padres. Is how is this young group going to respond now the spotlight is on? And they're going to do it against an organization that prides themselves on steadiness. And I think the intrigue is there for that reason. I think it is the young upstarts against the, the steady St. Louis Cardinals. So a lot of veteran leadership on this Cardinals team, and they're going up against the young guns and the Padres. That's why that series gives me a lot of intrigue. Number three. I think it's going to be the Cubs and the Marlins. How the hell did the Marlins get here? Um, R.M. Layton doesn't even seem to know. And if R.M. Layton didn't really know, uh, I'm not sure who would. So, you know, we had on the show a couple weeks ago. And here they are, a six seed. Congratulations to the Marlins. Once again, they never lost a playoff, a playoff series. So they need to be, uh, the Cubs need to be careful. But the Cubs were the best team in the most competitive division top to bottom in the National League. I think the AL Central is the most competitive division in terms of having the best teams fighting up there at the top. You could also mention the American League East, too, with Toronto being the nice surprise they were. But, yeah, the Cubs ended up winning that division. Um, there really wasn't too much of a doubt that the Cubs were going to win it. And I'm interested to see what the Cubs do against the Marlins. And, once again, I think the Marlins have a good chance to, to show some of their quality pitching. I'm excited to see Sanchez, Lopez, and then Alcantara, who I think will start game one in this series. So that, that for me, is the reason why this is the third most interesting series uh, in the playoffs right now. Number two for me is the Yankees and the Indians. And this is because the New York Yankees are not going to be playing at home. And I want to see how their lineup is going to transition there. But I think there's a lot of interest with this group. Uh, I think we're curious to see uh, who is going to be on the mound for them in these playoff games against a really good Indians team, an Indians team that showed, once again, a group that showed their quality throughout the season, playing a good brand of baseball, playing a really good brand of baseball here towards the end of the year. I'm excited to see Yankees and the Indians just a lot of good names too, a good, a good managerial matchup. Um, you know, people have their questions about Aaron Boone, and then you have Frank Kona, obviously, on the other side, very well respected. And I think there's a lot of storylines here, and obviously it's the Yankees. And uh, that always, for me, especially this group of the Yankees, they're they're not the star-studded group. You know, obviously they have Judge, but, like, the the other guys have been the more interesting ones, right? I mean, you're LeMay Hughes, you're Luke Voigt's. They're not Judge and Stanton. But they have been much more interesting, and I'm much more interested in whether their their play will decide these games like it has decided many of the Yankees games over the course of the season. So I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see if, if you know we get Davy Garcia on uh, out on the mound. Um, you know I'm, I'm excited to see how the Yankees will be able to handle the good pitching that the Indians boast. So an exciting series all around. Very curious to see the red-hot Indians, 8-2 in the last 10, against the Yankees, who ended up winning 33 games and uh, getting that five seed. So for me, that's second. Number one, and it might become as, as a bit of a surprise, is going to be the Braves and the, uh, and, and the Reds. And uh, the reason why the Braves and the Reds are my most interesting series in my power rankings is because I want to see how Bauer, Castillo, 
and Gray look up against this amazing Braves lineup. And the Braves this season, to me, have had, you know, I mean, numerically, one of the best offenses. They have two of the best offensive players this season in Marcelo Zuna and Freddie Freeman. They were one run behind the uh, the Dodgers for the most runs scored. The Dodgers scored 349. The Braves scored 348 this season. The Reds, uh, their 238 runs scored is the least amount amongst all playoff teams. So I mean, but also too, we we know that this Braves rotation has taken so many hits, and so the interest level in this series for me is extremely high. The Reds have been playing really good baseball. The Braves have played consistent baseball all year. I think the big question for me is the Braves are going to hit some. They just are. They're going to be able to score some runs. I mean, I know in a shorter series, maybe they're not. But I think, especially at home, the Braves are going to be comfortable. They're going to score enough runs in this series. But I'm really excited to see how that offense does against a Reds unit that is, the pitching, I mean, has been spectacular. And although they've scored over a hundred less runs than the Bra- than the yeah than the Braves this season. Um, I'm still really interested to see if if their lineup can make some headway and get to the pitching of the Braves. The Braves that is my number one most interesting series in the playoffs as we head into it today. I'm really excited here. Uh, I'm really thrilled to be able to do this. You know, it's fun to just talk about baseball, and I know the Nationals are not involved, but baseball didn't need this. But damn, is it good to have it? And I think it's cool to have something different in a sport that is often criticized for being too much stuck in their own old ways, right? I mean, baseball is such an old sport, and it's it can be stuck in its own ways. I like the way that we're having a new, fun playoff format. It's going to be hectic. It's going to be crazy. Four games today. All eight will be played. Uh, you know, there's going to be eight games on that slate on, two, uh, on Wednesday. I mean, strap in, because it's going to be a long, fun day of baseball. Your TV schedule Today, I'll run through this quickly for you all, a viewer's guide. You know, you're going to need two screens today. There's no doubt about that. The action gets started, for my money, a bit early. Um, It's going to be Astros and Twins on ABC at 2 o'clock. At 3 o'clock on ESPN, it's going to be White Sox and A's. At 5 o'clock on TBS, it's Blue Jays and Rays. And at 7 o'clock on ESPN, it's going to be Indians and Yankees. So you're going to need two screens for sure, especially, um, you know, I mean, depending on how long that that White Sox athletics games goes. But I mean, I think at around five o'clock, you're going to have Blue Jays Rays starting. Astros Twins is going to probably still be going, knowing the nature of playoff games and their length. And then White Sox athletics will be in the middle of that game as well, too. So I'm just excited for today's day full of baseball. And then viewer's guide to Wednesday and We'll do our second playoff diary Wednesday night, early Thursday morning. Your viewing schedule for tomorrow, uh, it's going to be at noon, Reds and Braves on ESPN. On ESPN 2 at 1 o'clock, it's going to be Astros and Twins. At 2 o'clock on ABC, Marlins and Cubs in Game 1. At 3 o'clock on ESPN, White Sox and Athletics in Game 2. At uh, 4 o'clock on TBS, Blue Jays and Rays Game 2 there. 5 o'clock on ESPN 2, Cardinals Padres, that will be game one. Seven o'clock, ESPN, Yankees, Indians, and once again, no surprise there, it's going to be in prime time. Then 10 o'clock, finally getting their first game in when basically everybody will have played one or two, it'll be the Brewers and the Dodgers. And then, you know, that Thursday, and we'll talk about it too, is going to be packed and a lot of important games are probably going to end up being played there, and the TV schedule has not been determined yet there. So, hope you guys enjoy the show. I hope you guys are as psyched as I am 
for the playoffs. I want you all to enjoy. I'm going to enjoy. Sit back. Uh, relax if you can. Maybe, you know, it's almost like the NCAA tournament. Put on a screen while you're at work or wherever you are, walking the dog, and uh, enjoy the baseball. I'm definitely going to be listening and watching through all of that. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at LO, Nash, at LO underscore Nationals, and then follow me at Josh Neighbors. Make sure you check out the Locked On MLB podcast as well as the Locked On Fantasy Baseball podcast. All of these things are part of the Locked On Podcast Network.